Welcome back, podcasters, to It's Okay to Feel. Okay, so this is going to be part two. Um, left off, I confessed and my mother told my father. He said it was a phase I was going through and not to do it anymore. I thought if this is all that was going to happen, I guess I can live with it. I felt like I was given permission and used it just to ju justify my behavior. I continued to sexually abuse Sharon until I was 23 years old. Okay, this year uh, he's going off of from 1975 now. Started high school, but was unwilling to do anything. I was just there in body only. I saw that the only people that were getting acceptance or part of clique were the ones rebelling and getting to trouble smoking and drinking after school. So I figured this was the way I want to live. So I joined them. I looked old enough, eat enough to even buy beer. So I was elected the one to buy it. And then we would meet in the woods and get drunk. My mom would question me about the friends I was running with. And I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. And continue with what I was doing. This was the time my father married Carol. I inherited four stepsisters and one stepbrother. I went to live with them after they got married. That was on and off for three years. I stopped molesting Sharon because I was living with my dad. Um, so we're going to go back real quick. And, oh, Lord. So my uncle, Robert Bergensack, was born February 6th, 1960. My mom, Christine Bergensack, was born September 19th, 1962. And their sister, Sharon Bergensack, my aunt, was born February 10th, 1965. Just so you guys can get um, clarify on um, their ages and um, whatnot. Um, my grandfather, Robert L. Bergensack Sr., was born January 8th, 1937. He did die July 1st of 1992. Um, now their stepsisters and brother, uh, Kathy, which my mom became really good friends with and was actually considered her best friend. April 25th, 1960. She actually died of April 28th, 2004 from alcohol and overdose. Um, for me, actually just reading this, because I, I sometimes I even black a lot of stuff out because of trauma. So if they have 2004, they did write this in sometime 1990s. Um, but I want to say like they added on more to it um, because of they put 2004 in here. Probably... Probably um, 2004, 2005, maybe 2006. And um, my uncle did pass away. I, I thought it was the late 1990s, but it really wasn't. I kind of do remember um, because I did have my oldest daughter and my grandma would answer his collect calls and he would talk to my oldest um, just here and there, not by my permission anyway. Um, so 
Honestly, I don't have an exact date. I can actually call my mom and ask her for the exact date. Um, sorry for that, like, that little mix-up right there because just still, like, it's, it still baffles my mind. Um, there was a girl named Kimberly, February 24th, 1961, married to George. There was Alice, February 13th, 1963, she was divorced. Um... Their last name was uh, McCann or McKay. I, I don't really remember, but they are from New Jersey. Um, Philip, June 3rd, 1964. He died June of 11th, 1977 from suicide. And then there was Anne, April 28th, 1969. And she was married to Paul. So this is 1976 we're going to, into. All of us got along okay. Me and Philip got real close. We would go motorcycle riding and hunting. On this Easter Sunday, 1977, I was in the garage working on my bike when Philip came in and asked for a pair of pliers. After giving them to him, he went upstairs, and 10 minutes later, I heard a loud boom. I ran upstairs, found him dead with blood all around. He used my rifle and shot himself in the head. I found the suicide, the suicide note, and it just said, I can't handle all the people hassling me all the time. I felt all alone and blamed myself because he used my gun. That was the year I quit school. It was later found out that he was sexually assaulted on the bus to school, and they called him names and forced to give the boys oral sex. I was angry because he didn't tell me anything was wrong. I thought I could have helped him. How the fuck would you help him, you know? Now that my father left home, I assumed the man of the house and my mother was on welfare. I didn't like it, so I quit, quit school to earn money to help her. I felt bad about my mother struggling to make ends meet. I went to work at Owen's Corning Fiberglass. It was the same place my father had worked. I had just turned 18 and the year was 1978. I was continuing to molest my sister. The employment made me feel manly and powerful because I had money to help my mom and I had enough to buy my first motorcycle. The manly feeling I was getting was not fulfilling enough. And when I would get home, Sharon would be alone and my mother would take Christine with her to visit friends and I would ask Sharon if she wanted to fool around sexually she was about 13 14 years old at the time she was fulfilling in all my sexual needs I did have at times sex with females my own age but they never lasted very long I have since learned that I was using Sharon as a replacement for real relationships how were you introduced someone put in a question I was also using marijuana, alcohol, and crank. All to make me feel in control. I never felt satisfied. No matter how hard I tried, the drugs, alcohol, and sex was just temporary high. I was afraid of growing up because of the fears that I saw my parents going through in trying to make an adequate living. I never felt adequate to do the job. It was so important to me that I was afraid to take on adult responsibilities. 
I thought I could overcome my fears if I could control everything. As it turned out, everyone else controlled me and I got angry and would take it out on the children. The next three victims, and this is just where it just goes downhill because it's not an incest and it's not a family thing. Now, now he's molesting family friends. And it says in parentheses, NR2. So I guess they just never wasn't able to give a name because she was just too young. Um, NR2 was a friend of the father's daughter. On New Year's Eve of 1977, she came with her family. She was only five years old and we were left alone for me to babysit. I gave her soda and chips. She told me she had to go to the bathroom. After she used the bathroom, I wiped her vagina with teepee. I then asked if I could lick her vagina, and she agreed. I licked her vagina, told her not to tell anyone, and sent her to bed. This happened two more times, and I took her out to the garage and asked if I could lick at her again. She said yes. I also put my penis between our legs. I asked her how it felt, and she said she liked it. And this gave me more confidence. How the fuck would you get confidence from a five-year-old? victim and F3 was my sister's boyfriend sister who was age of four I was invited to spend the night at his house and we were watching TV he went out of the room his sister was sitting next to me and I put my hand down in her pajamas to see what the reaction would be I got a positive response and that night when everyone was asleep, I snuck into her room and I pulled her pajamas down and I licked her vagina. She woke up and I told her to be quiet. I was masturbating at the same time and I orgasm. Victim NR4. I was going to the shore on the weekends and I was down by a small canal fishing. The seven-year-old girl came and watched me. She asked me if I've ever saw a girl's bathroom. I said, no. She then asked me if I wanted to see her bathroom. I said, yeah. She pulled down her pants and I fondled her vagina and I laid her on top of me. I pulled down my pants and put my penis between her legs and rubbed up against her until I came. This happened around four times in the next few months. Then she stopped coming by. Victim NR5. She was eight years old. My sister was offered a babysitting job. She had other plans and I said I would babysit. I went over to her house and her and her brother who was 10 there, her brother wanted to go to his friend's house. I would, I would let him go with the intention of being alone. She had a cat and I asked if she knew the difference between a boy and girl. She said no. I took her into the bedroom and told her that for me to show her was for her to pull down her pajamas. She said no at first, and I told her if she did not do this, I would tell her mom that she was being bad, and she agreed. I pulled down her pajamas and found her vagina, and then I pulled down my pants and said, this is the difference between a boy and a girl. I asked her to grab my penis and asked her if she liked it. She said, okay, I guess. I asked her if I could lick her vagina, and she agreed. I asked if she liked it, and she said it felt good. I then put my penis between her legs and rubbed it until climax and then set her to bed. 
Nothing more was said. I used this fantasy in my masturbation for years. Someone wrote, why this fantasy? Victim NR6 was a friend of the mother's daughter. She was only six years old. I had just got done working the night shift. I woke up in the afternoon to use the bathroom. I opened the door not knowing that this girl was on the toilet. I walked in, saw that she didn't wipe herself, so I used TP and wiped her vagina and then asked her to come into my bedroom. Laid her down on the bed and licked her vagina. I pulled up her pants and she left like nothing had happened. That evening, my mom and her friend decided to go out to the bar. I was asked to actually babysit. I sat with her and did the same routine again and told her not to tell. I also used this for fantasies. Someone also wrote, Why this me? What is it about oral sex? Victim NR7 was a friend's daughter who was four when I started molesting her and I was only 20. The year was 1980. At this time, we were raising pigs and I would take her down to the pig pen, take her pants down and fondle her vagina and lick her vagina. This happened several times until November 22nd, 1980. I was helping the family move into the new home. I took her up into her bedroom. I sat her on my lap facing me and put my hand down her pants and fondled her butt. At that time, her mother walked into the room and asked me what I was doing. I was caught in the act. I was afraid, but I denied everything and I was told to go home. Two days later, I was called down to the Defert PD Police Department. I was charged and arrested and taken to jail. Fucking finally. I was there two weeks and I was let on bail. Say fucking what? It was this time my mother rented out the basement. Victim NR8. The family that moved into the house, I would take Roger to see his brother. He had a five-year-old daughter. I would go over to their house and I'd be friendly with the family. The girl liked my motorcycle, so I would give her rides and play with her. As she bent back, I would grab her pants and pull them off. At first, her parents thought it was an accident and laughed it off. On this day, March 14, 1981, I didn't feel like going to work, so I went over to her house. Sitting down, playing with the child, the mother fell asleep and the girl wanted a drink of water. I picked her up and she did another back bend, but I was alone now. I pulled her pants down again and I fondled her vagina. Her mom came in and asked me what I was doing and she started beating me with a broom. <laughs> I would have done more than beating him with a fucking broom. And said to leave the house. I hopped on my motorcycle and I left. I was pulled over by the police and taken to jail and my bail was raised. So I sat in jail. I was taken to Avondale for testing. Was found to be under the act but was given probation and six months work release. The second fucking time you tell me you got a slap on the fucking wrist. I went home after work release and was still involved with my sister. At this time, my mom and I decided to sell the house and moved into the trailer park. Victim NR9. My sister Sharon befriended a neighbor girl who was nine and Sharon was 18. Whenever the girl came to the house, I was sexually aroused. I told her that I would give her gifts 
if I could do sexual things with her. She said no. She told my sister and Sharon let her know what I was doing to her. The girl told her parents about the abuse on Sharon as well as asking for her sexual favors. I was actually arrested for this and my father bailed me out with the condition that I lived with him. Like father, like son. The charges were later dismissed because my mother would not let Sharon testify. Now I'm living with my father and my stepmother and stepsister, Anne. The year was 1983. I stayed out of trouble until April 11th, 1985. Oh, a whopping almost three years. I was arrested for victim NR10. I befriended a 17-year-old girl on the CB radio, and she had a 9-year-old sister. I would go over to her house to help her repair her radio. I got friendly with the 9-year-old. When I arrived, she would give me a hug and kiss, and I felt like she liked me. She told me she never received love letters, and that made me feel more attracted to her. Then I sent her a love letter stating that I loved her, and if she allowed me to make love to her, I would buy her anything she wanted. I gave her the letter to and told her to put it in her sock, then go into the bathroom and read it. She showed the letter to her sister, and her sister came to me and asked me, what is this? And he asked me to leave the house. As I was going home, I threw the letter out the window. The next day, I went to work, and her father met me in the parking lot and assaulted me. The co-workers asked me, what was it about? I made some excuse. That afternoon on the way home, I was pulled over by the police and arrested again. I was sentenced to seven years in Avondale. I was there until January 25th, 1990. I did no work on myself while I was there. I still didn't think I did anything wrong. January 25th, 1990, I was released from Avondale. I went to work at a small plastic company called APT and I quit after two weeks because the boss was giving me too much to handle and I told him to shove it. I felt a lot of anger from the way the boss treated us. A month later, I went to work for East Coast Refrigeration, cold storage, packing frozen vegetables. I felt happy and accepted. I was invited to dinner at the boss's house. At lunchtime, he would gather at the bar, drink, and have lunch. I got promoted to foreman in charges of production. I worked there until July of 1991. I felt sad when the plant closed. While I was working, I was back at my father's paying rent. During my employment, we had blood drive, and I found out that I was HIV positive. I got angry and de devastated about it. I must have gotten it back in 1987 when I was in the county jail. I kept the rape secret until now, and it makes me feel angry, humiliated, scared, felt dead, felt defenseless, out of control, weak, embarrassed, and I was so ashamed, so small that I could not tell anyone how I really felt. I received a letter that said to go to the Red Cross in Philadelphia, so I took my stepmother with me. I wasn't sure if it was HIV, but I was about to find out. I was officially told and they took another blood test to confirm it. When I got home, I told my father and stepsister about it and they did not understand HIV. It made me eat off paper, plates, and plastic utensils, my own drinking cup. This went on until they understood how it was contracted. They made me feel different, left out, like I didn't belong, worthless. My stepsister told the people at work and friends I had, so I started staying away from people all, all together. It was this time, 1991, that I went to work at Wheat and Plastics. I drove a truck. I enjoyed driving a truck. 
The problem was still not meeting anyone to date. I felt lonely and drinking and using drugs to keep my from my feelings, my true feelings. I was feeling sexual and the fantasy of children starting coming up again. I was masturbating to the past victims I had and did find. NR11. She was five years old. I went to Tent Crusade. A girl that I knew from the church I was attending. She had a six-year-old daughter. I took the girl outside and used the excuse that her shirt was hanging out. I asked her if I could tuck it in. I tucked it in her shirt and grabbed her butt and massaged it. This happened only once to this victim. I was still fantasizing about my past victims in addition to this new one. I was still spending all my free time looking for another victim. The masturbation fantasies were getting more intense. I started cruising the parks looking for a young child I could molest. It was this time that I got a job working with a co-worker who had a home remodeling company. I was earning more money and still not feeling any better. In August, I was working at a night site. Saw a young girl, victim, NR12, who was about eight years old. She was playing in the yard. I was attracted to her. She would sit in Donnie's lap and give him hugs and kisses. I was getting jealous of him. I wanted her to hug and kiss me. I started to fantasize her in my masturbation fantasies. I also was trying to figure out how to get her alone. On September 11th, 1993, I was working at the job site. I was painting the fence when she asked if she could help paint. I asked her what her name was and she said Rachel. Gave her a brush and let her paint. I gave her some other small duties. I was oogling her every chance I got. She asked me to give her a piggyback ride and played it off because I didn't want anyone to know what I was doing. It was hot, so I gave her $10 to go to the store. Asked her to buy me a soda and a sandwich. Told her to keep the change. I was doing this to gain her trust. I told her that I was going fishing after work. She said she knew a place in the woods that she would like to go fishing and I saw my opportunity. At quitting time, I went home thinking of a way to get her alone. So I gathered up my laundry and headed to the laundry, which was by the job site. I'd passed by the job site and Rachel was there. She, I stopped and asked her what she was doing. She asked if I wanted, if I wanted to go now. I went to the laundry mat still thinking how to get her alone. I put my clothes in the laundry and left and went back to the job site. She was there. I asked her if she would like to show me the place now. I was feeling nervous and excited and terrified and cautious. I was shaking in my boots because I could see my opportunity to get real close. I asked her to climb into my onto my bicycle and lead the way. Took her into the woods and back to the fishing spot and saw that no one was around. I felt safe. We got off the bike and asked her to climb on my shoulders and she asked why. I told her, I'm going to give you a piggyback ride that you wanted. So she climbed up on my shoulders and gave her the piggyback ride. As I was taking her off my shoulders, I put my hands up her shorts, rubbed her butt in her vagina. Put her down and said, wait, up there by the bike. I'm going to go down the hill and use the bathroom. I went down to the bottom of the hill and started masturbating, hoping she would come down and see what I was doing. When I looked up the hill, I saw a cop car. I ran back to the bike and told her, we have to get out of here quick. She seemed to get scared and started to cry. I said, everything will be okay. I kissed her on the forehead. I told her everything would be all right and kissed her on the lips. After I left the woods, I heard a voice yell, Rachel. 
I turned and saw this big man running towards me. He tackled me to the ground, kicked me, and munched me. I guess that, that punched me. He pulled his gun and pointed at my head. Lots of the police took me and arrested me and took me to jail. I was sentenced to 10 years, and I'm still here. And that was all my my dead HIV infected low life uncle life. But if you see, it was a routine of how he was brought up. But that's just no excuse. How many people was there? Um, how many victims? Let's say, hold on, twelve. Twelve victims, including my my aunt and my mom just sick <laughs> that's all I gotta say but um my mom today like she's really on bad medications and stuff because um exactly what happened to my uncle happened to my mom not she didn't molest or rape anybody but I'm just saying with her dad and her brother um I'll probably get her as a guest one of these days, but that is all the confession of my uncle. If you guys have any questions or anything, please uh, let me know.